Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. with a breakup and trying to heal to get back out there. I mean, having someone be a part of your life and then not having them at all can create immense pain and not only in your mind, but also in your body and certainly in your soul, which makes it super difficult to let go and entertain even the idea of meeting new people or even having that energy for it. Also, here's the thing, you know, you're mourning. You're mourning a process um, and it's a grieving period. And really often it's a death of a relationship that can be hard. It's not even of that person necessarily. And mostly it's missing the idea of that couplehood and the hopes and dreams that were attached to it. And I talk all the time about ways you can heal by getting new clothes, doing a makeover, getting out and flirting and reinventing yourself. But I've never really focused on a powerful tool to use in the process of healing. And that is using your intuition. Now, this you know, is using the power of your inner wisdom. It's that gut feeling that knows what's best for you and how to harness it as you heal and re-enter the dating scene, which will empower you to trust your instincts. It's going to rebuild your confidence and create that space for new love to flourish. And it's a catalyst for positive change. It's a chance to evaluate your life now that this person is no longer a part of it and to find out how you can grow and move forward. It's turning your attention inward and it can open that path for healing. You know, it's funny because as I'm working with people, I, I deal with it a lot, but I don't label it as intuition. I remember I was working with this woman and she was kind of untangling from her divorce. And the problem was, is she moved away from her ex and he was very toxic and she had a child. So she wanted to obviously keep um, him in the child's life, but in doses. And the problem with it was that he would come and he would stay in her home. And then she would feel badly because in her gut, it felt awful. And she knew that it was the wrong thing to do. And he would not be respectful of her wishes and desires. He would even try to like have sex with her. And like, it was, it was all kind of a mess. And when we started working together, you know, that was one of the first things that we really had to pull in and focus on is like, how is she feeling? And what is her gut telling her to do? And she's like, well, I don't want him in this home. I want him out of the house. And so we just made a plan for him to stay outside the house, to have boundaries around when the time would be to see their daughter and also create space for her so that she could open herself to love again. Because as long as he was in that house and staying stuck, there was no way she was going to move on. And she finally did untangle and set boundaries. And it was so empowering for her. It was scary, but powerful. And when she did it, like her energy just flourished, you know, like she started going out, she went on the dating apps and actually she ended up landing an amazing man who was in a similar situation to her that just worked for her. And it was a different kind of love. So, you know, in the end, she was really able to tap into her intuition and trust herself to make that big decision. And we have somebody on the line who's going to help us talk about that. 
and provide invaluable insights and practical strategies for healing and using your intuition as you compass in the world of post-breakup and dating. She is an award-winning author, speaker, master life coach, soul guide, and course creator with a PhD in counseling and education. She blends 20 years of practice and research with her spiritual gifts as a medium, intuitive, and channel to guide people through mind-blowing transformations. She is obsessed with helping people release the programming of her of their past and remember who they are and tap into the power of the purpose that they are here to enjoy in all levels of their lives while having the time of their lives. Well, that I love too. She has been featured on top publications and television such as Forbes, CBS, and ABC. Welcome, Dr. Karen Louise. Hi. Yeah, you nailed it. Hi. I got Thank it. I got your name. Yeah. yeah, truth be told, yeah. I practiced before we came on here because I didn't want to botch your name, but it's um, so beautiful yeah. to connect with you. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah, my mom is German. And so she wanted me to have a German name and she named me Karen, but no, we who knew that Karen was going to become such a situation. So um, it's not Karen, it's Karen with an I. <laughs> right. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. What's in a name? A name is, mm-hmm. is, it's actually a lot. Um, you know, we, you and I were talking off air cause we mm-hmm. were like sisters. We have so yeah. much in common and we kind of yeah. segue, um, into like the same, you know, point and how we help people, but we just come at it, you know, from yeah. different modalities. And, you know, I know some of your story, but I don't know all of it. And I would I'd love for you to just start there, like how you got into all of this. And I know you had a break a couple breakups that kind of led you oh, yeah. to where you are too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, they're the catalyst to why I do what I do. And they were the catalyst to my greatest awakening of who I really was and awakening on every level that I could wake up to. And it wasn't anything I ever planned for. I mean, my plan was to be a teacher. I went and got my undergrad in early childhood education. I met the love of my life who ended up becoming a major league baseball player right out of college. And we got married when I was like 20, I just turned 22, like right out of college. I walked down, literally I left (laughs) and then I walked down the aisle and, you know, it was, um, at one of those young marriages that was wonderful, but mine was a little different because the guy that I was, my husband was a minor league baseball player. And then he became major league. He later became hall of fame. So anyway, um, that's not the main part of the story, but it's a big part of my story. Cause it was a decade of my life. And I went through this really extraordinary experience, but it brought us through also a lot of challenges as fame and fortune kind of came in. And I know you probably didn't know any of this before I'm talking about it right now, but, um, it ended up really, kind of dismantling the marriage. Cause there's just, a, there's a lot that goes on with athletes and there are a lot of women and there's a lot of opportunity. And he was, um, he was two years younger than me. He was 20, he was 20. I mean, it was, we were just young and in love. And then the world came in and then I just saw this life that I had really thought was going to, I, I thought I was going to have three kids by the time I was 30. I thought I was going to have two golden retrievers and we were going to live in, in, in our house. Like I had it all planned out. There was just not even an option, right? I was raised in the church. Like I was a teacher. I was leading all the Bible studies. I was doing it all. And um, I ended up being really publicly, humili- publicly humiliated um, because of some affairs that he had and um, some pregnancies. And it was, it was really intense. And so um, that blew up in a blaze of glory and I was really devastated. So I went through my own, um, you know, you, you nailed it when you said, you know, the breakup is one thing, but the breakup with what you thought was going to happen is really, I think where the most intense grief comes. And then I'll add a little caveat here because people may know me. Also, I wrote a book called the fatherless daughter project, 
where I did study with thousands of women all over the world about fatherlessness and how it plays out in life. And so if you have a father wound and there's a big breakup, usually that stuff goes underground. And so what happened for me and happens to so many women is this divorce happens. And all of a sudden, all the wounds that I had never healed, all that pain about a it's always abandonment. It's always worthiness. It's always self-love just came like a volcano exploding like all over me and my world. And, um, I just went through some really a severe breakdown and, um, I, you know, got all the diagnoses, depression, PTSD, major anxiety, all the stuff. Um, and so I went into therapy and I was in therapy for years. I started volunteering. I was substitute teaching. I, but I had, my identity was completely shattered. Like I didn't know I was this person's wife. I was this character. I we were kind of known here in Atlanta. And, um, then I, it's like, it, I told someone the other day, I'm like, it was almost like I'd gone to college for a decade. And then the day I was supposed to get my degree, like they lost all the records and they, nobody, it's like a bad dream, you know, and your identity shifts. And there's like, and, and you just, you kind of get kicked out basically. And so, um, that story is important because it led to me going back to school. It led to, I was in my therapist's office one day and I'm a, probably like you, like your whole, my whole life, I've been taking care of people and been, you know, a middle child and, you know, through all of it, I, I've always been a caretaker. So my therapist one day, after about a year of seeing me, she's like, Karin, cause I actually had a really hard time going back and teaching for a multitude of reasons, but I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that wasn't it anymore. Um, as far as teaching young children. So she said, why don't you become a therapist? It had never, Kimmy had never even crossed my mind. I was like, didn't that mean more school? Like I had no intention of school. I was going to be a wife. Like that was it. So after much ado, I ended up going back and getting my master's. And then I found this side of me that I just, I just reawakened this like research-based side. And I started loving the science of it. And I was like, I really want to know more. And I like had a 4.0, which like I hadn't had since I was in like sixth grade. You know, I was like, I, this is home for me. Yeah. So I went in and got, I reinvented and I got my PhD. And, um, you know, in that, during that time, I met somebody else and got remarried to someone that, um, I thought was going to be the story that I really wanted, but I will just nutshell it that there just wasn't a foundation of love there. There was like a lot of kind of, um, I gave him like an ultimatum. I, clock was ticking. I need to have babies. I was in my mid thirties. I'm like, we were members of the country club. Like I just tried to fit these puzzle pieces together. And I'm like, this, this has to work out because it, on paper, it looked so good. But when it came down to it, it, I won't go into all the stories, but it was not. And uh, there was just a lot of deceit involved there too. And so it crumbled um, before it even like got really built too high, but I had three little babies and um, I had three kids within two years, twins and one. And, um, a lot of things happened back to back, but anyway, fast forward, I ended up having to leave that marriage just because of, of the toxicity of it. And, um, you know, what's the most important thing that for me to let people know is that I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to be divorced again, anyone that's facing that. And if you're tuning into this show, that might be part of why, um, nobody chooses it. Nobody, I mean, nobody, excuse me, nobody plans for it right? Like, it's not like nobody knows what they're doing when it happens. And so there's so much shame around it. So the biggest piece that I found was that shame about me being divorced, not only once, but twice, um, was the biggest hurdle. And it took me years of tolerating a lot of emotional abuse to where I finally took my kids. And I was like, I, for my well being, cannot do this anymore. And it launched me into a whole new way of being. I had a spiritual awakening 
at that time as well. And so I started looking at my work with people on a deeper level. So that's like the backstory and kind of where the transformation came in layers. But that divorce kind of was um, about, was it 2014, 2015? So I'm about eight or nine years out. So I've done a significant amount of growing since then. And so I became a licensed therapist. And then through this kind of spiritual awakening I had, I ended up doing a little bit more of soul-driven work and kind of looking, I know you do a lot of outside in, which is incredible. And I love it. We talked about it. And so I'm like, I kind of come into your soul and I want to do like, you know, inside out. Although I know that you're doing energetic work too, even though it's, it's around their wardrobe and their, their flirting style. It's really about the way that you feel and what you're going to embody. So I'm really passionate about having, helping women and reinvent and find center again. Ugh. I love it. It's a lot. <laughs> no, I, you know, as you're telling, it's like, gosh, we have more in common than even I knew before. Cause like your story has a lot of elements of my story that, you know, yeah. and it's so true. Like, and especially when you're in it and the thick of it, it's hard to even tap into how you're feeling. Cause you're just, you know, surviving. And oh, I wondered gosh, yeah. like during those dark periods and you were going through both of those, you know, breakups. And obviously there was a lot of trauma. Yes. Did you have those feelings, you know, that intuition that you needed to do something to get out or did you like push it down? Like, how did you, before you, you know, obviously now you're tapped into it, but like, how, how did you like deal with that? You know, when you just asked that question, I felt like a well of tears want to like come up. And whenever you feel that it means that you've hit a truth, there's a saying that says when the um, soul hears its truth, it wants to weep. I literally just felt like a compulsion to like weep. And that's because Yes, I did. I didn't know how to do it, which is why I teach it now. Even in my first marriage in my twenties, like I was summarizing this for a friend this weekend. And I'm like, well, when I found, like when I got the phone call that there was a woman that he was sleeping with, I'm like, I found out then, but really, if I look back, like it had been knocking at my door for years, there were so many clues and so many things. And my intuition and, you know, people that are in that state of, of infidelity that they are a lot of times, and then they're narcissists, they're master liars, master go, ghost lighters and, and ghost lighters, gaslighters. Gas lighters. It's, it's Halloween season when, when we're taping this. <laughs> well, no, gas you, you lighters. combine ghosting <laughs> and gaslighting. I, I, think you, I think you came up with a new term. Quite ghost lighting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. And so you, you know, you shove it down and I don't, most of us weren't taught. And I mean, this is literally the, literally the basis of one of the pillars of what I do, because we, we were taught, you know, biology, we were taught algebra, but we were not taught how to tap in to our intuition. And, you know, you have a soul center, it's in your gut, you have brain cells in your gut and that's where your intuition is. It's your solar plexus chakra for anybody that's got a little woo in them. It's right below your rib cage. And so, you know, you say I had a gut feeling like I knew and it's like heart and gut, right. And your mind will talk you out of it because of something somebody said, or it can't be like, logically, this can't be right. Right. Because I'm, and you know, you're a smart woman. I'm a smart woman. It's like, and you know, you want to believe the story so badly that you talk yourself out of it and you shove it down and shove it down and shove it down. And you know, this, this, my second marriage, you know, the cool thing is, is that I can relate to all of it. You know, the second marriage, I was actually the one that pulled the plug because of, of the, all these toxic things. And, you know, my soul knew really early on this is not okay for me, but I overrode it because I was trying to live out by the rules that I thought I was supposed to live out by as a Christian, you know, at the time woman. And I, I thought that I just, I just had to stay and stand by my man. And now I had kids and stay for the children. And, you know, you just, I, I thought I had to martyr my happiness. And when you do that, you're overriding all of your inner guidance. 
And so now I believe that there's nobody in the sky counting your like marriages and divorces and engagements. And it's, it's not about that. You know, you're here to live a life that is on fire and happy and vibrant. And sometimes it means that you run out of alignment with somebody in your life. And when you're out of alignment and there is no chance, like you, both parties have to commit to staying and healing and do, I mean, if one party chooses not to, and there is abuse or whatever it is that's coming in toxicity and they refuse to, to, to try to align with you and align that relationship back, you're allowed to change your mind and you're allowed to leave and your intuition will tell you pretty early on. And you know how it manifests? Well, first it'll tell you in your gut, you'll get a lot of constriction. Then over time, if we're not following it, we will get gut issues. We will start getting headaches. We can't sleep. Um, oftentimes our hair falls out. Oftentimes we'll get female issues. And, you know, I do believe this is one of the causes of cancer. I knew very well in that marriage that if I stayed, I literally, my intuition said, you are not going to get cancer. You need to get out of this. And I know that's heavy to say to somebody, and I'm not saying that you've caused your cancer if you have cancer and I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just saying, I'm a big believer that when we are stuffing what we know to be true and we are swallowing emotions and we're not following our intuition, our bodies are going to respond by telling us that we are out of ease, diseased with each other by bringing dis-ease to the body. So I I do believe that is a strong sign that things are off and it happens to so many women. Yeah. And I love that you also like just kind of let people know like how to access it, you know, like what it feels like in the body. Cause the mind body connection is so strong, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it does leak out in other ways, whether it's illness, whether it's, you know, defense in your body language, yeah. like there's so many things. And you know, what's interesting, like, I love that you also like share just how you kind of pushed it down and you're like, you know, you almost like ignore that bad feeling, that gut that you have, especially when Mm -hmm. you're in a toxic relationship on top of it. And, and you kind of said it too, like when you've had like an early abandonment, you know, from a parent figure or whatever, that's the continued kind of journey and quest is that you attract that, right? Like there's this fear of abandonment and then you're suddenly in this, you know, relationship that is gonna not work in the end. And it's almost like this fear of hanging on to something. And, and so I think that's why a lot of people push it down too, is the fear of letting go of that dream. It's like, no, I don't want this to happen again. I don't, I don't want, but that is actually, you know, causing the abandonment anyway. Right. And so it's like this loop that people, you know, kind of fall into. So totally is it totally isn't that that's kind of, and you're hitting a nail on the head that that's what happened. And, you know, I, I look at it with as law of attraction because you, what, what is, 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 I mean, you're energetically attracting because it's in your belief system, whether you're conscious of it or not, and you will reattract because we have a fundamental feeling subconsciously that we're not worthy and that we are going to be abandoned. And so, we will lot through a lot of attraction, attract and recreate it. But, you know, and then what we think it was exactly what you said. It's like, we think that if we can just get that person to stay and to love us, that it's somehow going to heal. We were not conscious of it. It's a deep wound. And we think, well, you know, for me, it was a father wound and it's like, you know, he didn't love me and I wasn't aware of it. It wasn't like, oh, he reminds me of my dad. I'm going to pick this and go through that again. No, but it was familiar. And somebody berating me and somebody not quite holding me up and not quite cherishing me and me having to keep winning love and winning love and winning love and, and it going away and coming back and going away and, and the, just the yelling and 
it was, it was home. So we will go to what's comfortable, even though it's the most, un, excuse me, familiar, even if it's the most uncomfortable thing, it's familiar. And so the beautiful part in it is if you work with someone like Kimmy or me, or come to your own awareness, um, you can see that. And when you see it, you become more aware. And most of you have heard about, you know, higher consciousness and raising your consciousness. Well, all that means is becoming more aware. You know, the basis of it is when you become more conscious, you become more aware. So just by being aware of that cycle, you have already raised your consciousness because you're not putting the blinders on anymore. And then it's like, you know, my big thing that the word that has resonated with me in recent years, since this last divorce have been, what am I going to allow? Because once you're conscious, the piece then that switches is, yes, you may have been victimized, and I was too, childhood and two marriages, a lot of abuse. I've been through every kind of, uh, of abuse. There comes a point, though, when you're aware that you're hanging around for it, what are you going to allow? Because then you have personal responsibility. And, you know, you know, with children, it becomes very complicated. I'm not trying to simplify it. But what I got to was I was like, I cannot let my children see that this is what love is and staying mm -hmm. just because of the kids logistically is teaching them just like I was taught. I'm like, this is stopping with me. They're going to get a much better version of me. And so what, what I tell them over time, over and over again, is, you know, you're getting such a better version of mom, even though we're going to be apart. But that piece was, what am I going to make myself available for? What am I going to allow? And what am I not going to allow? Even if that means that I'm separating and I'm divorcing and I am quote unquote, it's not breaking the family apart. What you're doing is you're ending something that is toxic, that is not serving anybody that if you stay is going to teach your children what love is. And it is a high likelihood that they will repeat it in their life. So <laughs> Amen, sister. well I've been there yeah, and done no, it <laughs> it's true and you know like and I the awareness piece too it, and, and this is going to sound almost like an oxymoron but sometimes like being in a toxic relationship is almost easier to get to that point to then move on than one that just is kind of mm. blah or yeah. complacent or, you know, things that, you know, is not good, but you just kind of go through the motions and it, it's hard ending things maybe because of your own history or whatever. Like what are that some so ways? Sense. Yeah. Like what are some ways that people can like kind of trust that to, to break it off and, and let go so that they can move on when they have that in, intuition yeah. they and have I can, that outside yeah. motivator. You know what I mean? And you're totally right. Because, you know, that's, that is a lot of kind of what I, even though internally I went through a toxic situation and I have had clients go through that. Cause it's kind of like when there's apathy in the relationship, like we would go weeks without even speaking. Like we lived on opposite sides of the house. I mean, on the outside, we would show up to the country club, you know, people have this external life. And then the one that goes on behind closed doors. And I yeah. mean, I work just like you with very high level women. I mean, these are smart women that are, you know, running all of the charity drives and that are at the country club playing tennis and that are CEOs. And I mean, I, I these are not, <laughs> these are high level, highly intelligent women, and they feel like they have to follow the rules. And so the, the, the word that I want to drive home is alignment. And so I look at it on a soul level. So your soul, again, your gut is your soul. It's right here. That's they're in the same place. Um, but I'm, I'm pointing it for those that are listening. I'm right below my rib cage. Um, so you will feel an expansion or a contraction, right? And when you're feeling dread that contracts your soul. And when you have gone out of alignment, and if that just looks just right, looks like apathy and disregard, and you don't feel like there's, you know, again, you have intimacy, the sexual attraction, and 
if, if parties want to work on it, I'm all, I'm not anti-marriage. I'm all, I wish I would have stayed with my, I mean, I wish I could have been married for the, my whole entire life. Like that's what we all desire. So I'm not championing breaking up, but for what you're saying, it is okay if you're out of alignment and you choose to move forward so you can find something more in alignment with you. And the way that you'll know it is in your gut. My two biggest words are for, for identifying that are dread Mm-hmm. If you're feeling a drug, I remember sitting in the basement every time I would, or excuse me, in the living room. And every time I would hear him come down the stairs to get his meal from his office, like I would get a spike of cortisol. Uh-huh. I would get dread in my stomach and I would just, I just wouldn't even want him in the room because our energy was so opposite because we had just gone out of alignment. So what you're feeling um, I'm going to, I'm going to woo it up just for a teeny bit. What you're feeling is an energetic misalignment when you're there, you know, you're not just dealing with, um, like physical beings. You are an, you are a ball of energy also. So that's what you're feeling when they walk in the room and you feel that eh, it's because your energy bodies are not on the same frequency. I won't go into all of it, but I just want to assure you they're measuring it. Science is proving this. Now you're not on the same frequency. You probably, what I see, if, if you are move forward moving and you're growing and you're committed to your growth, your frequency is probably raised and that person's frequency might be stuck at a different level that is not matching yours. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but mm. that tends to be what happened for people that are growing. They have risen, they have chosen to grow and the other party has not and they're, they're stagnant. And therefore, whenever you're around them, you're not feeling that same match because you've out frequencyed that person. And so right. if they want to like work on it and y'all want to find that, alignment again amazing like that's beautiful but if you're continuing to feel that and you're feeling that dread that is your soul telling you this is not in alignment anymore and you know i do believe that certain relationships are meant to come in for a certain amount of time you're here to learn and to grow that's why you have relationships and then sometimes it's time to go separate ways and find your light somewhere else and the way that you'll know even though it's scary that it's the right choice is relief like it's like dread is one end of the spectrum and the other one is relief because relief, if you think about it in your, in your soul body, in your midsection, it feels like lightness. It feels like, Oh, thank God. Right. Like, so that's your soul expressing to you energetically that that is the right choice. Whenever you feel a lightness in your gut, that means that's the right choice. Even if, cause it's going to be scary, even if it's mm-hmm. scary, cause the unknown is always scary. But when your soul feels a sense of relief, that is your checkpoint that this is actually the right move for you. And you know, it's, it, it'll be, even though it's hard in the beginning, it, it becomes so much easier over time because you're not facing all that dread. Yeah. And all that jagged energy. Yeah. No, that I, and you know what? I love that you kind of put it in terminology of frequency. I think it's, um, it's such a, a powerful kind of metaphor and just words to use because it doesn't mean that that person is bad or you're right. bad. It's like there's different energies and frequencies and people outgrow each other too. And I think that can be a motivating factor to help people kind of tap into that. So, okay. So then we got like, let's say that, you know, everyone gets to that place where they, they have broken it off and they trusted their intuition and now they're on the other side of it where they are relieved. Are there some tools and steps in getting back out there where you can use that intuition mm-hmm. to do so? Cause that, that, then yeah. it's hard to put the foot uh, then outside the door, right? After that, you know, there is a question that I want you to have in your head all the time. And I use this personally with my, mm-hmm. for myself on a daily basis. And it is so simple, but I want you to return to it. Those of you that are just trying to figure this out. And it is simply, what do you want? 
And here's the thing, what we do when we are facing choices and women do this, I think more than men is we, it's called shooting all over yourself. You know, we should do this should and need are two of the most damaging words that you can say to yourself on a daily basis. So like when you're going out there, you're like, Oh, I really need to do this. I really should do this. Slow down and check with yourself, replace the word should and need with the word want. And again, your gut, your solar plexus, which is your soul's voice. It's your intuition. You can call it a million things, but it is, it's, it's in your gut. Your soul will tell you if that is a truth for you. And that is, that is the primary way to know if this is your intuition. So like if, okay, so say you're trying to decide if you're ready to date. So you're not really sure. Are you healed from the breakup, depending on the trauma of it and how it went for you? Like you'll know when you're ready. Okay. So if you say, I really need to be dating, I really need to get back out there. Okay. There that that's one thing. So replace it with the word want. I really want to start dating. And then just check with yourself. As soon as you say that sentence out loud, your body, your gut will tell you if it's correct for you and you're on your own timetable. And maybe you're not like physically ready and you have some things to do, but you really want to, when you say, I really want to get out there and start dating, your soul will give you a thumbs up and it'll be like, like a little like spark of, yeah, even if you're scared. And so that's how you check in with your intuition. Say, so like, even if, um, like if somebody wants to go out on a date with me or, you know, they ask me to dinner, I'll feel like, oh, I really need to get out there. Cause I'm dating too. So I'm single. I've been single for over a year now. My last boyfriend, it was a year ago. So I'm, I'm out there too. I'm with, I'm with y'all. I'm in the trenches with y'all. <laughs> You're uh, in the trenches. Yeah, I am. They're and they're glorious. They're glorious. Um, yes. the, uh, but I'll just say like the other night I called off a date. Cause I was like, do I really want like I felt obligated because I had said yes. And I, you know, there's a difference between obligation and responsibility. And I'm going to feel, am I going to feel really good if I go? And I just sat back two days before and I was like, do I really want to go? And my body was like, not really. And so I just kindly ended you know, messaged him. And I was, you know, I was honest and just said, I, you know, I really wasn't feeling it. And, but you know, that was me. I wouldn't have done that five, 10 years ago. And this is a matter of you managing your energy. Now I know um, Kimmy works with people on putting yourself out there. There are times when practicing and being those situations are really good for you. And your soul would be like, okay, even though I'm a little bit scared, like I'm also a little excited, like that's your, yeah, like go and do it. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. By the way, segue, any like eligible bachelor out there listening to this, <laughs> Dr. Karn is hot. Anyway, that was just a <laughs> side note. Um, no, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that I, the power of words are so interesting. You know, like what we say out loud is also yeah. different than what we think we think. Mm, and, and yeah. there was a um, woman that I talked to actually just last night and, you know, somebody who wanted to work with me and she's like, I really don't want a boyfriend or date right now. Like, I think I just need to work on myself, you know? So I'm like, okay. And we're peeling away the layers and peeling away the layers. And I just asked her a a question in a different way, you know, about what it is, like if she had a kind of magic wand and waved it in the air, what would be different? And she answered that I want a companion. I want someone who's honest, who's fun. So she went to the boyfriend. I said, did you just hear what you said out loud? She's like, what? I said, well, it's just interesting because you started the call with, I don't want this, like a boyfriend or date yet. You, you said out loud, I want a companion, da, 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 which is a boyfriend. She, and she just, she welled up in tears. She's like, oh Mm. my God, like, I, 
I can't believe. And, and she's like, I didn't even like realize that. So there was so much fear and even just saying it out loud that her deep desire, because she had been hurt. Right. Yeah. And she didn't trust herself and she didn't trust men and all that. So it was her protective mechanism to say yeah. that. But mm-hmm. when she, so that to me, like what you just said, it just makes sense about like the intuition and the, the gut was really a deep desire to have that companionship. So anyway, I just, I love, but it was a perfect story because I think it's, it's really a lot of time. So, so let's unpack that for a second, because, you know, the way that you talk about dating, um, Mm -hmm. is really, really important. It's actually primary because I think what she probably was saying was she didn't want to go through the frustration. Like this is where her mind probably was like the dating. right? Right. But she really wanted the end result, which, which you did a great job by going through the back door and getting her to realize that, but you know, be very aware about how you're talking about, like just now when we said in the trenches and I actually caught myself and I said, no, but it's fun because the, yeah. the words that we use around the description of, of, of the process are going to fulfill themselves. So, you know, I'm very big on words. You know, they say it's called spelling because you're actually casting spells. That's a funny way to say it, but you know, <laughs> you'll remember that because your words, they, it's all energy and it's all eternal, right? So everything that you put out there is sending frequency. I mean, it's frequency, it's, it's currency. It's like tuning into a radio station. It's the exact same thing. So if you're saying, Oh God, dating sucks, you know, here, here in Atlanta, there are more men single, excuse me, there are more single women than men. And most of the women are just really beautiful. And, and it causes a lot of women here in the area I live in, in Buckhead of Atlanta to really negate dating. And so I hear a lot of, Oh God, there's so many more beautiful women than me. You know, they're they're all blah, 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 blah. I mean, all the things that we say, there are no good men in Atlanta. They all suck. Have you, and I'm like, you are going to have a self-fulfilling experience. So how about we switch that around to what you really desire? You know, it only takes one person. It only takes one person that you may meet in. You can meet them in an hour when you went and got your mail, they may be jogging by. You do not know. So open up your energy field to using words that allow for that and that predict for that to happen. So what I actually say myself is I say, and this is law of attraction at work. I will say, I know my person is on his way to me. Like I can feel him. I don't say I'm so sick of being single. I don't say, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. After a couple of glasses of wine with my girlfriends, it, that may come out of my mouth. You know? <laughs> that may or may not happen. Right? I'm not trying to say that I'm perfect here. Cause right. it's, some, but, but I catch myself and then I'm yeah. like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. There are so if you say everybody sucks, it's, I'm going to have a horrible time. I just don't want to go through this and that again. Well, then you know what? Don't keep opening it up because what you focus on is what you're going to attract. So say, you know what? I can't wait to meet somebody that matches my frequency. Like today, and I teach my clients this, you know, you go on your walks and literally start talking about in your head. And I'll say it out loud as if it's already here. So like um, I had a client today and I, this yeah. morning. And so on her walk, she, we talked through it. She, we did it actively on the call. I am, I, because they're already in your field. Mm-hmm. I believe you have like a field of potential around you. So they're there waiting to find you. So open up that energy and let them in. So what we say is I have a man in my life that is cherishing me. I am so happy to be alive. I love the freedom I have being single. I love the potential of this new limitless relationship. I love that I can travel with this person. And you're stating it as if it's happening. And see, even as I was just saying that, you may have felt yourself get lighter Mm -hmm. because what happens then is you tune yourself to that frequency of expectation and you then will magnetize people that match that to you instead of the ones that are going to repeat the cycle that you don't want to repeat anymore. I love it. Yes. Because 
also like how you're saying it, like you said, it's in the present state. Yeah. And when you're, you're embodying that present state, it's as if it is happening, which will make it happen. I know I have clients who say that all the time. It's like, well, there's no good men or no good women out there. And, and I said, I believe that you believe that's true. Like that's no. usually my answer. And no. so they're like, huh? I'm like, well, yeah, as long as you believe it, I believe you. You know, yeah. and so it is this kind of belief. And I just love, oh my God, I could talk to you literally yeah. for hours. Um, <laughs> but I just looked at the time like, oh my God, we're it the time. Fast. <laughs> I know. Um, do you have any kind of like parting words that you want to leave the audience with? And also like, please let everybody know what you're up to and where to find you. Well, I think uh, summing up what we just said, I think it's a really good takeaway to watch your words. You know, I, I, I do want you to learn how to trust yourself. And I hope that you got some pointers on how to tune into your gut and look for that expansion or that contraction. And that is your sacred direction. But as far as, and not a, but, and as far as, again, that's a word correction. Yes. Um, and as far as your, your, your tools you can use forward today, pay attention to how you're speaking, not only out loud, but in your mm. own head. And really be conscious of flipping those negative statements to positive. And you'll realize how much you're actually pinging off people, girlfriends or whoever, coworkers on a daily basis. And if you can be the one to start turning that to the positive, it is just law of the universe rule that you will start attracting more of that into your life. You, I just, the last thing is you are that powerful. You actually are that powerful. So and so where you can find me. Um, so my, uh, my, uh, website and my profile on the um, social media apps is always Dr. Karin. My uh, website, you have to spell out D O C T O R and then it's K A R I N. And I love, yeah, and I love getting DMS and people say, Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you for clarifying that. And I do, I run programs and retreats and do a lot of similar work that Kimmy does. I just kind of focus on different things. So if this resonated, I would love to hear from anyone that would love to do some work. Oh God, you definitely have to check her out. And, um, I was threatening her that we need to combine forces. Combine, yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's so good to do that. Yeah. With, I mean, I right? love that. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to circle back around. Oh, thank you so much. Like amazing conversation. And I think really just such a powerful one and something that people really don't like tap into and think about. So anyway, thank you. Thank you for having me. And thanks for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go check out Dr. Karen. I mean, she has amazing things. You can go to my website, KimmySeltzer.com, um, especially if you're having a hard time letting go and moving on after a breakup. You can hop on a private call with me. I'd love to talk about ways to reinvent yourself by putting yourself out there into action, maybe starting with a red dress and men, well, not a red dress, but maybe something blue. And just click the link you see in the show notes to schedule that. And who knows, that one call could change the course of your entire life. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. <laughs> <laughs>